0: Coming live from Wilmington, North Carolina, USA is our guest tonight. Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Jeff Dolon, CEO of Wave, a cloud-based platform that helps podcasters and other audio content creators Keep Marketing on Social Media Simple. He's a podcaster, musician, and award-winning filmmaker who loves to encourage creators of all stripes. Welcome to the show, Jeff.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, AJ. It's great to be on.
0: Thank you. Thank you for coming on to the show, Jeff. And we'll be talking about podcasting trends and strategies, the future of content creation uh, with you. Because there is a lot of happening and happening very very fast so firstly yes. just for the audience to understand jeff a uh, better straight way from you is what does wave do what exactly is this uh, company about
1: yeah so wave makes it easy for audio creators to share their audio on social media so if you are you know a journalist uh or you're a podcaster you're a speaker you're an author you do audio books you're a musician it's kind of hard to put an MP3 on Instagram, for instance, right? right. Uh, the TikToks, the you know, Instagrams, the YouTubes—they all want the video, right? And that's the the hot thing right now. So, uh, Wave just helps it helps you make it easy to put that audio with a visual and get it online, get it on social right. media.
0: Right. So, how there are a lot of platforms available. Like uh, there is Headliner. There are others also. I don't know about all of them.
1: Absolutely. How
0: how is it different uh, than those available in the market? How do you survive? What was the differentiator? What will make a person go to your website and try to understand your stuff and maybe become a member of your? Uh, of of your community.
1: Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great solutions out there. We aim to make it easy for creators. uh, And so we want to make it uh, super um, simple, right? Just a few steps to get your audio out there uh, and do it consistently. Because what we found with content creators is there's a lot of um, resistance, right? To just getting the content done. And by the time you're done with your podcast or your talk, you're tired. And, you know, the marketing is the last thing you want to do, right? And so it has to be as simple and as automated as you can so that it gets done consistently because consistency is key as well, right? And that's where a lot of people, they kind of fall down and they, they work really hard for a little bit and then they drop off and they do what's called the pod fade, right? Where they get really excited, they, they do a few episodes and then they're like, okay, this is hard, I'm done.
0: <laughs> right, 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 Jeff. So who is this? Audio for see uh, what has happened is that because of podcasting, a lot of people have started associating podcasts, audio with uh, only a certain type of people called podcasters. They will put it on and they use social media to promote their stuff. But actually uh, that that is not the case, if I understand. And a lot of people can use audio for for their work. And not only in terms of creating content, but also for social media and they may not be podcasters or uh, or just looking at it from a monetization perspective or also maybe perhaps from, you know, from a business perspective. Uh, So in a nutshell, if you can explain what audio can do for different sets of people so that it, 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 it actually makes them know what they can do with audio.
1: Yeah, this is a highly uh, debated topic right now, and and there's a lot of conversations going on in the market. Uh, I was at Podcast Movement a, a month or so ago in Dallas, Texas, uh, where you know a lot of the major podcasters of the world were congregating, and we were all having this discussion. Uh, I talked to the head of uh, YouTube podcasting, and you know we were all really just interested because the question was, are we YouTubers now or are we podcasters are we content creators like what are we now because if you have you know a conversation like this where we're both on video uh, but you're also putting the audio as a podcast you know what what is that right what do you call that and so I think the consensus was that we're all content creators a lot of the major podcast networks are starting to have a video component uh, but that doesn't Negate the value of having an audio-only uh, broadcast, and so podcasting came out of the uh, the really simple syndication, the RSS open standard, which basically just means that when a new episode comes out, it pushes it to your device uh, automatically, and so you don't have to, you know, worry about you know where's the next episode; it just delivers it to you, and so some of the the whole industry has has kind of drawn towards that RSS standard. Now they're starting to get away from that a little bit because now you have the YouTubes coming in where it's a subscription model and then you go out to the website to consume it. So we're seeing all these kind of uh, different niches converge uh, around social media to eventually just be content, right? Like whatever, whatever type of content that you're creating, whether it's the written word, images or video or audio or music um, you got to find out where your platform of where your audience is and get them that uh, content in the right platform in the right format now you also need to figure out not only what your audience wants to consume but how they consume it right so so if I know that uh, I have a listenership that's always on the move. They're always traveling, they're walking, they're moving somewhere and they're always listening. They might not be able to watch it, especially outside in the sun, right? To watch a screen because it's hard, but they'll listen to it. And so focus more on the audio part of it. Um, and if you have a bunch of people that read a lot, you know, you want to be able to convert the, the video or the audio, transcribe it and get it into written word, right? Because they're reading it more. So, Obviously the best is to have all three, right? Have video, have words, have images, have sound, have all the different pieces or parts of content available to whoever's going to consume it in whichever way they want. But the other key thing is how do you like to create it? Some people find that it's very hard to create video like this, right? It's very hard to create some of the content. Maybe they're just good at writing and they can hand it off to some of these, um, you know, audio AIs that can speak their words, right. And create a podcast out of that. So they can write and it creates audio. There's also companies that you can write it and it'll create video from it. Right. Uh, there's, um, you know, Midjourney now lets you type in words and it paints a picture for you. Right. So there's all sorts of, uh, technologies that are coming available for people to kind of, uh, transition their content of choice that they're comfortable creating into other types and formats. And so that's really what uh, we're looking at, at at wave and and in the industry is, you know, what are the ways that we can empower creators to be comfortable in their medium and then get that out in the different ways that social media is getting it to the people.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. And in fact, uh, before I ask any other question, I thought before, and I forget this one. So I would ask, see, you come from a uh, creative background. You have been a musician, a filmmaker, award-winning filmmaker. And now, you know, from behind the camera, you are a podcaster also now, apart from running this company. So from behind the camera, you are now in front of the camera. But the big thing that uh, comes from you is creativity. But with so much of AI coming in, that AI, you just have to do something and everything will generate it. Uh, Now you can generate your content, you can generate something, you can put some words and AI will create content. With that content, you can create video, you can also create audio. So what happens is that if everybody, there's no harm in anyone becoming creator uh, out of using this. But how does one differentiate between a true true creator and somebody who is doing this? There is nothing harm with that. But then how does the audience differentiate? How do you see it as a true creator who comes from a very strong creative background? And is it the right trend happening? Look at it from not from a business perspective, but from an industry perspective that Is it the right trend that's happening? And do you think with this sort of, uh, uh, you know, lesser creators creating stuff, I don't know how valuable that we, but, and and maybe they get a lot of traction because of other methods, but how does it look like for going forward uh, in the coming days? Because then uh, businesses like yours will be hugely impacted if two creators are lesson as you said part fade 80% right. of creators are closing down their podcasts or, or not doing any more after around say 10 episodes am i right is that number correct
1: yeah yeah it's a, it's a popular number um to try to shoot at four as a goal right, <laughs> right.
0: and so um, in that backdrop how do you see this whole trend of this whole use of ai creator and Things moving in video, audio. I'm asking several questions. So the yeah, yeah, you are, you. Yeah. I love
1: to tackle them. So Let's... that,
0: so that you can answer them all at your own pace. I'll be just listening.
1: Perfect. Yeah. No. Great questions. Right. So, so a lot of good questions. There are art galleries right now that are rejecting the the AI generated art. Right. They're scared of it. Right. And there are, uh, there were. Photo, let, let's do a little history lesson. Let's back up a little bit, right? Instagram comes out. The iPhone, you know, has, you can take pictures on, on phones, right? Bef, right. When when cameras and phones merged, everyone said, well, there goes all the photographers because everyone's a photographer now, right? right. And the, the, the fear was that like, well, if everyone's a photographer, then what's the point of photography, right? It's, it's useless now. No one's going to be able to make money at it and what we found if you look at th- what's happened since that since the the camera and phone merged is that yes it's democratized photography but the talent still rises to the top there are still plenty of photographers that are making plenty of money taking the best pictures because they have an eye for it and they have a true talent for it and they can capture moments that other people can't capture and so it just tips the scales towards the true talent and the it's it's no longer about pressing a button it's about having real talent right and so I think what it does is it it gives everybody an equal platform to play from but you still have to input the the inputs into the AI so in a world where let's say a business says I want to just generate a bunch of content at scale okay great So can all the other companies. So what are you going to do different, right? What is your angle going to be? What are your inputs to the machine or to the AI or or what, what are you going to do to stand out now that everybody has the same capability? Because as people, as consumers, we can tell if something is not made with heart, right? Like there's no heart in it. It's like, okay, it's, it's kind of dead. Like I don't care. I know if somebody just hit a button and made that. So, you know, it loses its interest it loses the humanity of it, and so I think what's going to happen is, uh, even though AI can do a lot of the work, it's much like um, you know ancient uh, architecture, right? Like the architect would build, would design the building and get the workers to build it. Well, yeah, he's getting workers to build it, but he's the one that or she's the one that's building it, right? It's not necessarily where just because you're not the one building the building. It's like, well, you didn't do it, right? AI is very similar. It's like, well, now you have assistance in doing a lot of the work to generate your ideas that are in your head, but you're still the creator. You still have to be the one that comes up with original ideas, uh, but now the tools are democratized. So what we're seeing is a race towards uh, the democratization of content creation. And using AI and using computers as the workers, as the as the bots, right, to create this stuff. But if I can do it, and you can do it, now as a creator, you got to come up with how are you going to be different, and how are you going to bring value to the market, right? So, so how are you as a creator going to say something different or meaningful that can help uh, your audience? And so, from a business standpoint, it's like okay what does your business do that brings value to the market and how does the media you create help people on that journey? Right. So you're, you're telling a story uh, with your customer as the, the hero of the story and you're the kind of the guide you're saying, Hey, if you use my tool, I can help you achieve what you're trying to achieve. And so uh, I, I see a lot of businesses leveraging uh, podcasts that way, right? Where they're uh, they're actually interviewing their, their ideal customers. Uh, I see, um, you know, uh, authors, uh, writing books, right. Uh, pointing to that. So I think businesses are starting to realize as the ad, the paid ad costs are going up and becoming cost prohibitive. They're almost forced into the content game where they're saying, okay, it, we're just going to have to create this content. And then on the other side, you have the social media algorithms that are actually learning how to give the right content to the right people at the right times. And so, as those algorithms are getting really good, the businesses are realizing, wow, I can just, I just need to figure out what content I need to create, and the algorithms will give them to my audience. Um, but what that requires is what the core of uh, marketing has always been. Which is a superior knowledge of the customer. So, if you're a business and you have a superior knowledge of your customer or of your audience, you are going to create content that really resonates with them, and you're going to rise above everyone else, just like the photographers did when they got democratized by the the uh, phone cameras.
0: So, right, Jeff. Well answered, but we'll have to find some answers to. Other questions also, and I'll put it to them, though it's and and I'll tell you those are not easy ones to say uh, to answer them because those are, you know, deep understanding and nobody has an answer except that it, you, uh, you know, but you can certainly give great perspective into how one can look at it. So, for a creator, for somebody who wants to start his creator journey, he knows he or she knows that they have something to contribute. Uh, maybe as a side hustle, or maybe then they plan that later on, I'll perhaps look at monetization, look at living life uh, like uh, like a free person who will earn, and then I can live the way I want to. What would you advise to the person looking into his career? Because uh, right now, everything is at a crossroads. Social media is already facing challenges. Challenges. You see Instagram, you already see Facebook, there are also job cuts 15% almost uh, on different platforms. There's this talk that Meta is going to cut 15% of its workforce. Uh, Then Spotify has also cut down on some uh, workers, especially on different uh, podcasts. So there is that whole discussion going on some other platforms. If I'm correct, Patreon and all these things are continue to happen and then you know there's almost everything on a slow down right. amidst this amidst this if somebody starts with that sort of a thing what does he do does he think about monetization or does he think about creativity how does it work out for a person who thinks of getting into this journey
1: yeah excellent question the creativity has to come first and the audience has to come first i would say that some of the best companies have been created during downturns. So if the economy's slowing down, that's a great opportunity to start, right? Uh, there's less competition, more people write it off and say, oh, you know, it, it's it's not where it, it's, it's crashing, it's not going to work or whatever. There's less people, which means you have a bigger opportunity to uh, find your audience, right? And so I would say that um, a lot of folks have, what I call an engineer mind when they come to business, right? And they say, I'm going to go into my shed and I'm going to build this amazing thing. And then I'm going to come out of the shed and I'm going to try to figure out how to sell it. But guess what? When you come out of the shed, there's no one there. And so you can't sell it. And so you're like, Oh, my thing must not be good. You have to flip that and say, how can I go into the market and listen to my audience and what they're talking about and what they're, what conversations and problems that they're having and then you become part of that community you build content around that community that they'll resonate with they'll interact with they can engage you with and then when you have enough audience you build the solution that they've been saying that they they have a problem right that you're solving you build the solution and then you sell it to them so you you don't want to monetize until you have an audience for the thing you're building now some would argue that you can do those simultaneously, right? You can start building the product as you're building the audience. And that's true if you're providing value. But, you know, a lot of, um, especially on the physical product side, you're having to build something or put money into it. So the most lowest cost way to do it is to actually create an audience first on all the free social media sites uh, that are out there that you can put content into. And then as you have that audience, that's why you see a lot of these uh, content creators that go viral. They're going viral for things that are almost ridiculous. Like sometimes it's just silly. Like they have a certain song that they sing, like certain uh, skits that they do, certain little funny things they do. And then they go super viral. That's creativity, right? So then they get the audience. And then all of a sudden you notice... Okay, now they're coming out with brands and shirts and you know courses and they're doing all the things that can monetize the audience, right? But it's very rare that you're going to have somebody that right out of the gate they have something to sell. It, it's hard to attract an audience when they know right off the bat like you're trying to sell something. So uh, I would say focus on the create creativity first because what's going to happen is even if you come out with a product and you make some sales you're immediately going to be stuck in the situation of how do I grow now? Like, how do I sell this more? And now it's like, okay, now you're back to audience building. (laughs) And if you don't have one, well, now it's time to start building. So either way you skin it, it's, you're going to have to eventually have your audience. So I would say, start there.
0: Okay. Okay. And uh, you know, this whole model is based on at the moment, two things. One is you go, viral, you have audience and the market will come to you. All the brands will flock you and then they will want to associate with you. Why would a brand associate uh, with somebody? Even if you have got a million followers, which is not resonating with them. Brands also want to be associated with things that resonate with their thing. And a lot of people in this downturn, if you see a lot of companies, who are spending money are either banks, insurance companies or sort of companies who are serious in their business or lesser. I don't know how it's working, but this is what my understanding is. So if my content is about something else, why would a bank or an insurance company come to my show? Maximum they will say is that don't do this stuff. Otherwise you need insurance like us. So I'm joking about it. What I mean to understand from here is or there is another sort of a uh, model is that uh, all these platforms, they say you create your community, or audience and bringing them to you to this platform. You earn money and the money will go to your bank, but we will take a cut out of it and a huge cut. So what are you doing? Your whole creativity is almost controlled by external platforms and forces of the market, because you don't know how these will pan out. For example, if somebody has built up a huge audience on Instagram. And now suddenly TikTok is the talk of the town and Instagram has its own challenges doing which way to go, then they go, then they come back and nobody knows where they are going, they're going forward or backward in this scenario. What do you do?
1: Yeah. So,
0: uh, you know, so how does one decide which way to go? And the way that is already existing is also not the perfect road to walk because it is full of potholes.
1: So, yeah, this is a great question. So what really uh, you're doing is you're building a brand, right? You're building your name. You're building uh, a concept. You're building a personality that people are attracted to. And what happens is, is when you build that, no one can ever take that away from you. So let's say you build a big following on Instagram. Uh, There's two ways to do that. One is you can game the system and use all the tricks and tactics to build an audience where there's no engagement, nobody really remembers who you are. Uh, You just kind of game the system and you get a bunch of followers and you're like, hey, look, I'm popular. Not really, because nobody knows who you are. And if you tweeted out or you you know, posted something, you posted a reel or story, very minimal engagement. Nobody cares. If you, if, if you get deplatformed or Instagram goes out of business, yeah, you're in big trouble. But that's not the way that I'm saying to do it. If you build it properly, and you build a brand, those people don't care. Your audience that loves you doesn't care what platform you're on. So you, you have risen above the platform level. Right. And that's why um, I'm trying to remember the name of the little short. It was like five seconds. Uh, it was an app that came that you could have a five second clip and then it would that would be over. Um, I'm blanking right now on the name. You might know it, but it went out Are of business.
0: What, BDL or something? What no. was it? BDL. That's also picking up a France based uh, app which you got around some time you can click. With both the cameras on.
1: Oh, be real. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about like current apps. I'm talking about an okay. app that went away okay. totally, right? Okay. Okay. But I think you can only shoot it like five or six seconds of video. And there was there were influencers that got super popular on it. And the point was, is like, if you get popular on that platform, you when it went away, you could have immediately just said, hey, guys, I'm on this other platform. Like, come over here and follow me. And most of your audience that loves you would move over. And now you'd be just as big on Instagram or TikTok, right? So if Instagram went away, you say, hey, everybody, I'm going over to TikTok. Or, hey, I'm going over to YouTube. Or, hey, I'm going over to whatever platform. And your audience, if you build brand and personality correctly, they'll follow you no matter where you are. And that's why a lot of people, they really say, you know, build an email list, get phone numbers, right? Have the text where they can text you. Any other um, piece of communication where you're in control of it? Like, if I want to send an email, I can. If I want to send a text, I can. Whereas, if I'm relying on a social media platform and it goes away, I don't have a way to communicate to you proactively. I'm waiting on you to do something. So, as you're building an audience, you want to collect the the types of communications that you know. Either it's a WhatsApp handle or a phone number or An email, something where I know I can contact you to tell you, hey guys, I'm over on this other platform if you need to. Now, if you're really good as you grow as a creator, you can grow on multiple platforms. But typically, if you focus on one platform, that's the best strategy if you're starting off. So you can put all your energy and maximize that one platform. Then you build up a following and you tell them, hey, I'm also on this other platform, right? And so you can kind of build it that way. But if, if you do it right, your brand transcends your platform. And so you don't want to be just known as a YouTuber and then YouTube doesn't work anymore for you or de-platforms you or goes out of business and now you're stuck, right? You want it to be where they remember you and they're just like, you know what? I want to listen to KJ on a, on a podcast on Spotify and, and then, you know, right? Or, or I want to listen on YouTube or I want to listen on LinkedIn now. I don't even care about all the other stuff. You're showing up where your audience wants to consume your content. And so um, that, that's when you know your brand is rising and, and that you're doing it right. If you're not doing it right, you leave, you leave one of those platforms and they stop listening, right? Because it's not that valuable to them. So you, gotta, you You have to know your customer really well, know what they value, and then show up consistently uh, to where you can build that brand.
0: Right. And then the question for a creator is whether video or audio, because you see uh, YouTube, it's getting into podcasts. So that's audio. I guess Spotify is getting into video now. Yeah. So tomorrow you don't know if you, if you do something audio, where, where they will, they will place it behind video or ahead of video. In the same way, YouTube, you don't know where your audio will be placed because they're they're originally a video platform. So how does it work and how does a creator know or or, or a potential creator know which path to take and which path leads to, uh, you know, nirvana, monetize the money nirvana? How does it work?
1: Yeah, so I would say both if you can do it. Right, so so that's why a lot of podcasters are starting to film themselves, right, um, or record it like we're doing. Um, but video is the ultimate, right? Film is the ultimate. It's it's audio, video, pictures, words are on the screen. Like it's the ultimate art right now. Right now, we might go into three D worlds and you know metaverse and all that as one of the next uh, iterations of what the top of the food chain of content is. But right now it's video. So if you can do video, there's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot of work. It's harder than all the other mediums. But if you can do that, you can remix and derive all the other content from that. Right. So you can take your video and you do that. And then it just all the other video can come out of that all the other content can, you can pull audio right from the video. You can transcribe it into written word. You can pull screenshots for images. There's a bunch of things you can do when you start with video. If you don't start with video, let's say you're really good at writing, but that's it that now you're having to take your brilliance in your writing and you're having to figure out tools that can help you go up, up the chain, right to get to video and wave helps you helps audio creators get to the video right? So we're taking you from second audio up to, you know, video. And, and, you know, as a filmmaker, there's a saying that, you know, sound is half or more than half of your film. And and the reason you, that we say that is because if you're in a movie theater, and the visual goes black for a few seconds, the audience stays completely still and doesn't doesn't leave, right? They just wait, because the audio is still going. But the second the audio goes out in a film, Everyone Immediately, everyone's looking around like, what, what, what's going on? Like, <laughs> what, what are we doing here? The movie's not working. I, I, do I leave? Like, what do I do? And so audio is extremely important, uh, a component of video. And so I would say, you know, video is the top, and then you got uh, audio, right? So uh, you really have to just consider what kind of uh, content creator you are, what kind of team can you build around you? And the answer is really do as much as you can do as much of the different content as you can uh, and then do it contextually for the platform and audience that you're creating for. Right. I think some uh, creators fall in the trap of, well, I created it over here specific for this platform and then I can just repurpose it everywhere. Kind of, but sometimes that doesn't work. And it, and it, and it really falls flat for people on different platforms when that clip doesn't make any sense out of context. Right. Or that transcription, what are you even talking about? I I can't see what you're even talking about, right? It doesn't make sense because I don't have a visual on it. Uh, Or it's a joke and it's falling flat, right? Um, Just on audio because I can't see the video. So there are things that make sense for certain platforms and you have to be sensitive enough of a creator to know, okay, I can repurpose or remix this on different platforms, but this kind of content, I can't. I'll give you an example. So for Wave, I write a blog every week um, and it's typically some sort of, you know, top five tips, top seven tips. You know, these is a the list of different things. And then when I asked my team to try to create content from that, they were just clipping out like number three, right? Mm-hmm. And And it was way out of context, right? If you just posted number three somewhere, it's like number three of what? What are you even talking about? Right. And there was no context, the greater context of what number three is even about. Right. And so it was very interesting that I needed a summary. I needed some sort of way to summarize it, to put it in context, even as a clip. So I I think that's where we're at, where we're really trying to figure out um, what is the uh, what is the highest type of content you can create as a creator and then how can you repurpose it and that's that answer is going to be different for each creator
0: right jeff right uh and how does one decide there are so many platforms now from pin interest also they have their creator sort of stuff even hubspot i don't know they have just come out with some creators even linkedin i guess they have some creator accelerator program so everybody is looking at creators in all the nooks and corners of wherever it is possible so but right. the creator does not know beyond instagram uh facebook and by the way no and now i don't know what does metaverse mean exactly if you can so that confusion in the midst of all these things and again you have got uh, all those audio platforms uh Spotify, Apple, and all that stuff. There also they have that subscription model. Clubhouse. And then yes, yeah, Clubhouse. I don't know where, where, it's still there, but I don't. Now Twitter is also getting on to much more towards podcasting. So what does a creator do? He can't. Yeah, and and I was at
1: at the conference at Podcast Movement. Mark Cuban just uh, released for open to the public his Fireside app, which actually lets you live stream video. And turn it into a podcast and submit it through the podcast streaming services. All in one it kind of it's almost like a clubhouse type of live chat with video, and it's really interesting. But I think the convergence of all these platforms, and and like you said, they're realizing that the value is in the creative, right? The and, value and, and is.
0: Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I keep on getting that advertisement on my uh, some some uh, some of the social media. That you can stream to 30 platforms at the same time what will i do with 30 platform who will manage that and and is there a company who will manage that for me it's so difficult to even manage two three four platforms at the same time so in this whole confusion somebody who's planning to get into this podcasting or video casting it's so, so mind-boggling please help us there
1: yeah so if you look at the statistics the majority of people right now are on Spotify and Apple. Period. That's where they're that's where they're listening. The majority of people. So if you if you just pick those two, you would get 95% right of the market. All the other platforms have their positives and negatives, right? And so your audience may or may not be on all these other platforms. And it might be contextual per country, right? Your country might have a, a, a streaming service that is. Not Apple or Spotify that they prefer because it has something that is catering content to that country, right? So it depends on what country you're in uh, and where you believe your your best audience is. Uh, but I would tell your audience, here's where I am listening. Here's where I'm going to comment back, right? So if I so I know if I'm listening, let's say on you know Stitcher or something for my podcast and the person I'm listening to says, Hey, I'm only going to respond to comments on Apple. Well, okay. I know if I want to interact with you, I got to go over and make, put a comment on Apple, right. Or spot, right. Whatever other platform. So, or if you say, Hey, I'm only com- conversing with my audience in, uh, on Twitter or on LinkedIn, I'm only going to be in the comments on LinkedIn. Then you're, you're telling your audience where to communicate with you. So I think that's one strategy that you can, uh, into practice today is tell your audience where you are showing up as a creator to interact with your audience even though that you're going out and syndicating to all these 30 different platforms you are only showing up as an interactive creator right in the comments in one or two platforms
0: right jeff in fact there is so much to talk so much to learn from you i just don't want to uh, end this show right now but then you know two lengthy shows and we are about to use or we have almost hit the sweet spot of 37 minutes it's 38 minutes so it's better to stick to that but we'll go for, for a few more minutes and before I come to another question uh, or almost the last question I want to understand what's that cool stuff behind you nice. what are those and and I've been just thinking of the right moment to ask, uh, ask about them
1: Yeah. So, you know, as a, as an audio creator, I I live, um, you know, I live at the beach uh, on the East coast. And so I'm going to see if I can point right there is an old school fiberglass surfboard. It's a short board. Um, And that's for bigger, bigger waves, which we get during hurricane season, which is what's happening right now. (laughs) We just had a big hurricane come through really good waves. This is a snowboard (laughs) Burton snowboard. Uh, I love, snowboarding in the mountains when it's uh really good um this is a new kind of surfboard right here it's a kind of a shorter foam board which is really cool hard foam so i don't need to worry about the fiberglass breaking if i throw it on you know the ground or whatever uh you can't see this but it's a bass guitar i play bass um and then this right here is a uh a trainer so if you are not if you're landlocked and you don't have uh, a way of surfing big waves, but you want to take a trip every now and then to go surf waves. Get this is called the surfing shape. You can take it in your pool or a, a lake or a pond, and you can practice your paddling to get your strength up. And it has different levels of buckets that'll uh, kind of hold the water, push the water, and catch the water to slow you down. And so um, it, it's really meant to to train you for paddling into big waves. And so you really get uh, – you train different muscles when you're paddling in your back and your arms that uh, make it easier to get into big waves. So those are all the boards.
0: <laughs> right, right. Wonderful. It means you do so much, so many stuff, uh, being the CEO of a company, being a podcaster, musician, filmmaker, and now uh, you do all this stuff in the – what we have in the backdrop, uh, that, that's a lot of cool stuff. And you know, that, that means you can really manage your, uh, your time well. And, uh, in, in summary, how, what would you tell for the creators, just put it all together. How do they manage their podcast and their life also around that in a nutshell, what are the few things uh, that they can recall? Uh, if you can put that together.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I think that what's helped me is to uh, really take care of yourself and your health first. Uh, It's not easy to manage your time if you are just all over the place uh, physically, right? So make sure you get your sleep, make sure you eat well, make sure you rest, uh, give your time to process. Like some people like myself as a creator, you need a lot of time to just rest. Uh, So build in that rest time, build in that, Uh, time to reflect in your mind uh, and get away from the social media. I know it's fun, but it's addicting as well. And so you don't want to compare yourself all the time to everyone else, everyone else. That's their story. That's not your story. So uh, just silence all of that, get your center, know who you are, take care of yourself. And then out of that place, uh, of value you can pour out in other people's lives. So then you can start thinking about being a content creator because you have value that you can overflow. But it's really hard to do that if you you're, you don't have any uh, center or value on yourself. So that's what I would
0: share. Right, right. Well said, well said that it is their life, but that is not you. You got to bring yourself to the center of the way you want to, uh, the way you think about yourself. So now how do people connect with you, Jeff? Because you are so many things and people would want to connect with you for different things. And obviously also about business. So what's the best way for them to connect?
1: Yeah, excellent. So uh, I'm Jeff Dolan. uh, Just as you see here on the screen, Jeff Dolan on all the social media platforms. I mean, there might be one or two that I'm not on, but just search me. You'll see my face. I'm on all of them. And then WAVE is just W-A-V-V-E dot co. And you can go sign up for a free account there. Check it out. uh, Let us know what you think. Uh, We try to make it really simple uh, with a free account. And then um, I'll I'll give you, KJ, a a promo code. If anybody wants to upgrade for a paid plan, I'll give you a discount code you can put in the description for anybody that wants that as well. But yeah, I look forward to it. By the way, I was going to ask you, I've been to India. My brother just... Flew back from India like two days ago. Uh, where in India are you?
0: I'm in just very close to New Delhi. Uh, just across that. Uh, I'm in Noida. So just away from the border. De- nice. Delhi border, seven kilometers away. So it's almost like uh, just De- New Delhi itself. Yeah,
1: yeah, Delhi. yeah. So been, not- been there. That's where my brother just, he flew out of there. And that's where he was. Uh, very cool, very cool. Yeah, beautiful country. Great. Love it.
0: Great. Um, so the next day you fly into India, we can certainly try and discuss a lot more about, you know, podcasting Love and it. a lot of other things.
1: Love right? it. Love Thank it. you so much for for your time today.
0: Thank you so much, Jeff. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And there will be, I'll be in touch with you, and there will be continuous learning from you with on so many things because the world is changing fast, very fast, and especially the world of content creation is changing at a very Fast pace.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Thank
0: you. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much once again, Jeff.
1: Thank you. Take care, everybody.